you lovers of the Beehive State. Welcome to the Utah Fan Club Podcast. Where we're spreading the buzz about why Utah is the bee's knees. This western state is quite the hub to learn more. Join with us at the Utah Fan Club. We want to give a special thanks to our sponsor, Wazi Tech, Utah's premier IT support company. They will help you with any of your IT needs. Go to www.wazitech.com. That's W-A-Z-I-T-E-C-H.com. Hello, Utah. My name is Mandy. I'm the secretary of the Utah Fan Club, and I am here today with Steph, the ambassador, and we are interviewing Elisa from the Baking Hive. How did your passion for baking begin? I loved baking from a really young age. In fact, the movie Sleeping Beauty is my favorite Disney movie. And quite honestly, it's because they baked a cake in it. I don't know if you remember oh. that part. <laughs> I don't remember that They part. made her 16th birthday cake and oh. while they're making the dress. Okay. And there was a baby in it. I love babies too. So, but yeah. And so, but my grandma, she was from Kentucky, but she'd come stay summers with us. And she's an amazing, well, she's since passed on but she's an amazing cook and baker everything and she was such a sweet grandma and would let me get right in there with her and just make a huge mess and have fun and those are some of my most fond childhood memories by far so since I was a wee babe I dare say (laughs) (laughs) and with baking I mean a lot of times people love baking but you actually have studied in different countries you studied in England you studied in Ireland yeah and so how did that come about I want to hear like this whole story my whole crazy yeah life. <laughs> I know like what where did this come from so I did my undergrad at Berkeley and then I was going to do a PhD down at USC and it just didn't feel right everything I've done I can kind of like this sounds funny, but I can, I can visualize my life, like just kind of imagine myself doing it from the day to day. And I couldn't in graduate school. So I deferred my acceptance a year. I knew I always loved baking and cooking, but being kind of more academic, I thought maybe that was more self-indulgent. I'm like, well, that's not what you do for life. But my cousin is a pastry chef in LA. And she said, why don't you come intern with me for a couple months so you can see the reality of it. She's like, cause you're on your feet all day. There's no ba- breaks. It's crap pay. <laughs> I went and I loved it. And so she'd read about my culinary school in a gourmet magazine article. And it's connected to this very famous restaurant in Berkeley called Chez Panisse. And Alice Waters, the owner of Chez Panisse, started the whole farm-to-table kind of sustainable cooking. She's amazing. Oddly enough, her niece was in my ward. What? (laughs) Really? crazy. And by the grace of God, I was her visiting teacher. Oh my (laughs) gosh. She very generously would take me there for lunch for free. I mean, there's no way a student could ever afford to go. And so I had very fond thoughts and attachments to Shapenese. And so the owner of my culinary school in Ireland, she and Alice Waters are really good friends. And it's a whole kind of same theory. So my culinary school is on this small organic farm on the southern coast of Ireland. And you live in little cottages. It's by the sea. You go for long country oh. walks. It was amazing. It was very idyllic. Dream. Dream. It was gorgeous. <laughs> Other than it was quite cold while I was there. And their response when you're like, I'm freezing. They're like, put a hot water bottle in your bed. <laughs> I'm American. Where's the heat? <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. And so, and it was there that I was exposed to all these different. So my program was a savory and a pastry program. But the pastry program was amazing because they do so many different cakes and pastries and sorts of things that we really don't do here that are just delicious. So like one of the things I do in the bakery is called sticky toffee pudding. 
And I call it sticky toffee cake because the pudding bit throws people off. Like to, pudding, bro. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, what? <laughs> and, food. <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> and pudding to like a British person is just, that's usually they use it synonymously with dessert. So they're just saying it's a dessert. And I almost didn't try it because it's kind of ugly looking. And <laughs> I skipped it over and my instructor was like, no, you must try this. This is very traditional, blah, blah, blah. And in my mind, I'm like, that's why I skipped it over. It looks traditional and weird. <laughs> but I ate it and it's like this warm, divine caramel cake. It was so good. And I went back for more and more. Yeah. And so then from there after, I knew I really wanted to move to London and work there. But I was so poor after culinary school, I had no idea how I'd do it. So once again, by the kindness of heaven, <laughs> my, my uh, best friend from culinary school, her family very generously offered to let me come live with them for free. And so I, and they live in this gorgeous old vicarage in the middle of London that's turned into their gorgeous palace of a home. <laughs> and when I went, I'm like, oh my lands, I'm living in Gossip Girl. This is amazing. <laughs> I'm like, I'm never leaving this place. And no, and their, her family, I mean, they're like my second family now. And anyway, and so that's how I was able to do it. You know, first, ironically enough, I don't know if you've heard about the gal who's making the royal wedding cake, Claire. Uh, so she owns Violet Bakery in London. And I was originally actually going to work with her. She was just kind of Whoa. starting when I was first in London. But I couldn't afford the train ride every day because <laughs> <laughs> I was so poor. And so, but I ended up working at this amazing place with this, this really famous chef in London. Um, he's originally, he's German. And he has like six different locations now throughout London. And he was so kind and so generous with me. And every so often he'd move me around to the different locations in London just so I could get a feel. And he was amazing because he not only did like German things, but I mean, that's where I really made, learned to make amazing cakes because his cakes are really dense and moist. And that's what I love. And his buttercreams are amazing and his brownies. Oh my gosh. He did like this whole assortment of brownies and oh glory, they were so good. <laughs> and so, yeah, I learned so much from him. And, um, and then I spent part of my time in this Michelin star restaurant, which was really cool. It's called Peter Nursery Cafe and it's kind of out by Richmond park and it was on this Italian guy's estate. So the restaurant itself, um, was in a greenhouse and then our kitchen, the owner, the Italian owner informed me one day when I was chatting with him, he's like, oh yes, uh, this is where I used to keep my Ferraris. <laughs> I'm like, as one does. Yes. And then I just, you know, exactly. like, fabulous. Like, I rode the train here and could barely afford it. It's cool. It's yeah, cool. Right. Whatever. Oh, and so yeah, so I worked there and there, the chef I worked under her name, Sky Gingle, and she was amazing. And she had this gorgeous way of plating food is very organic looking. Even I remember my first day, they didn't show me how to plate. And so you, I was over like different starters and sides that went with main courses and stuff. And so I just had a whack at it. I'm like, I think that looks good. <laughs> the thing is when you come out of culinary school, you think you know things and you think you're pretty good, but you're really kind of crap. <laughs> like you have the They're knowledge. Like, oh dear. Oh dearie. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and so I remember handing my plate down the pass and just watching it. And when it got to her, she yelled out some expletives. And I remember, I think I was probably like 26 years old then or something. And I just remember being like, do not cry. Do not cry. <laughs> Hold it in. Keep it together. Keep it together. <laughs> I'm like, you got this. Oh but that's God. where I learned. Um, while the restaurant business is amazing, bakery is definitely where I was happiest. Because you go in early and it's calm. 
it gets, you know, there gets a hustle and bustle. You have to move quickly, but generally people are nice. <laughs> Do you have good music They're not playing? yelling at you. Yeah. They don't service, swear at you. Service. Exactly. I watched <laughs> my fair share of chef's tables. So oh, like, I feel yes. like I kind of know what you're talking about. You've you know? seen it. It's, <laughs> it's probably the most stressful thing I've ever done. But, um, yeah. And then I moved back here to Salt Lake and I worked down at Thule Bakery, which is in, like the ninth and ninth area. And that was amazing and so fun and I worked with so many wonderful people and the owner Leslie is just she was awesome and so fun and I learned a lot from her yeah and then I kind of got to a point where I knew I thought I probably wanted to open my own bakery but I didn't know anything about business and everyone I worked for who had done well they understood the business side too and that happens a lot I think in food is people get very because you're passionate about it and it's creative and it's more like an art and so people often forget how to run the business side of it. And so, and I also really wanted to go back to the UK. I love the UK. <laughs> so I went to Scotland um, and I did my MBA there at the University of Edinburgh. I partially went there because I decided last minute to apply. Actually, this is something I tell like all the kids who work for me and anyone I come across. If you ever want to do higher education or education in general, always look in the UK and Europe because it's usually much cheaper than oh, it really? is here. So for example, my MBA at the University of Edinburgh my, the cost of like tuition and then living expenses combined was cheaper than if I stayed at the U and did Are the MBA. Are you serious? For reals. And then you got to go and live in a dream. Yeah. though. Yes. And that was the same with culinary school. Like my culinary program what? was like tens of thousands of dollars cheaper than if I'd gone to like San Francisco or LA or New York. And oh so I'm gosh. like, why not go? And it sounds so much a- cooler. Yeah. <laughs> right? Well, and like, yeah, just getting to experience like a total different perspective and I love that totally and it just I mean it yeah and I love the way of life over there because you walk everywhere and and there's so much history that's the thing on my like walk from my flat to school in Scotland like the historical sites I would pass were just amazing yeah and um and also once again like the exposure to like different kinds of food you know it's just amazing and so fun and Yeah. So I did that. And I actually, after my MBA, (laughs) I did, well, kind of towards the end, I did my dissertation with this guy I met on a flight back from Rome. (laughs) And he owns all these luxury resorts in in Europe. And he had just bought this small village in Italy where his family originated from. And he bought the castle and stuff. And he wanted to turn it into kind of an experienced boutique resort kind of place. So for my dissertation, I wrote a whole um, business plan to pitch to get investment for him. And so he wanted me to come work with him. And then I was also talking to a bunch of big food producers like Nestle and those kind of people about doing like product development or product innovation for them. And I went to lunch one day with a really good friend and we were talking about it because I just felt like, oh, these are all such fun and exciting things, but I don't know what I should do. I don't know. I don't know. And he was like, well, Lisa, what are you passionate about? And So I said, well, I'm passionate, obviously, about cooking, mainly baking. I'm passionate about kids. I love kids. And then I love good music. Like, those three things are my favorite things in life. And he's like, Elisa, you're so smart and you're gifted in all those areas. Like, you should think of something to do with those. And so, anyway, I was just like, okay. And I kept thinking. And one day I was walking along the high street there in Edinburgh. And I passed a -A Build-A-Bear. And it just like hit me and I was like, oh my goodness, I should have a place where kids can come like build cakes, build cupcakes, cook, like that kind of stuff. 
And so that's where I kind of came up with the idea for the bakery. And I actually wrote a business plan to pitch to get a, um, oh my gosh, a visa, an entrepreneur visa to stay there in the UK. I got it, which is really rare. They usually only give them to like tech companies or things that will, you know, bring in a lot of money, (laughs) like a wee bakery. (laughs) So I was so excited and I was working on getting it set up. And then one day... I just had the strongest feeling I should come back home to Utah. And I should say, when I left Utah, I was single. And I was like, and I'm older, you know, and I was like, I am never coming back to Utah. There's nothing left here for me. I'm like, there is no man here. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I have to go find my Prince William. (laughs) So for like a week, I was like, no, no, I'm not going back. I'm not going back. I'm like, you just need to increase your exercise. So I was like at the gym for like three hours a day and I still just had that feeling. And so I came home for a visit and when I came home, I just knew. And like, I can still visualize landing in Salt Lake and looking like eastward and seeing like the mountains and just being like, oh, this. and I finally had like peace in my heart and I'm like, this is where I'm supposed to come. And so I moved back home in 2014. I say I moved home in like May, June, somewhere in there. And then I started the bakery in December. The whole goal kind of of the bakery, I just thought of my fond memories as a child cooking with my grandma and that she'd let me get in there and just really be hands-on and make a mess. Whereas my mom was more like, don't make a mess. You want a cookie? <laughs> we'll go buy you a cookie. Don't make a mess. <laughs> don't you mess up my kitchen. Or don't eat the dough. Like my grandma's yes. like, yeah, you guys can eat whatever right? you want. I yes. feel like I'm 50-50 because I'm like, the one hand I'm like, oh, I do not want to have to clean this up. So like the other hand I'm like, but it's so fun for them to like yes. get in there, you know? So I'm yes. like, yeah, I'll let you. I'll let you do something. Yeah. Like, How about crack the bathtub? You yeah. crack the eggs. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Don't cup a flower. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, it's kind of what I thought about the baking hub. I'm like, if I could have a place where, like, I have my bakery and I bring back all my favorite things from all the places I've lived or traveled, and then I have this kid component where kids can come and learn to bake and they can make a mess and do whatever and who cares, and they just, like, develop these fond memories, you know? I'm like, that would be like my happy place. So yeah, so we've been doing that. And then we just started at the beginning of the year. Um, I had people keep asking me to do adult classes. So anyway, I finally started doing adult classes, which have been so fun. It's really kind of fun to go from kids where you've got to really kind of explain things. And then adults, they get it on a much deeper level. And so, yeah, so that's, that's kind of my general story and how I... Got I'm to just where like I am. waiting for <laughs> my child to be old enough to come to one of your baking classes. Oh, yes, please. And then also I'm like, I need to sign my husband and I up because he actually is the baker in the family. Like, no way. We both like baking, but I have to admit he's better than me at baking. <laughs> so I'm like, fine, fine. And I was like, that would be so fun for us to go together to like a yes, baking class. Totally. Oh, we've, we've totally had couples. So I've been looking like, okay, I'm going to sign up for yeah. one of these. Date you night. Come, you come in. <laughs> Yeah. So with these classes, like what, how much are the kids classes and how much are the adults? Right. So the kids classes I do in a six week package uh-huh. for the little kids. It's one forty four. They come for an hour and a half once a week and I slice down the recipe. So they mix everything by hand. So oh. if they want to go home and redo, it's not like a huge mess. Yeah. Like, so if we make cupcakes, the, my little recipe makes two cupcakes. Oh, okay. So it's really easy yeah. and simple. Wait, so little kids, how little? Oh, sorry. Like what age? So I started at age four. Oh, okay. So oh, usually, age four. Uh-huh. So usually age four up to eight, I usually start okay. with the kids. And then 
my junior baker baking classes, I usually say age eight up to like 16. And okay. in that class, we make bigger things. We use KitchenAids and Like and you guys just made pizza, so, right? Yeah, totally. We made it. homemade so pizza cute. and homemade sauce. <laughs> That's <laughs> Actually, awesome. Actually, one of the little boys in there, it was so funny. When I was showing him how you make homemade pizza sauce, and he said, Missy Lisa, there's there's no onions in pizza sauce. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, there is. No, I've never seen onions. <laughs> so I had to explain to him, that's because they blend it after. <laughs> like, we'll blend it up. We won't know they're there. And yeah, so and they're 180 for six weeks. And they come for an hour and a half. And then my adult classes are like a one-off thing. So it's just one night. And they're $60. And then if you're a returning student, they're 55. And those usually go more like two hours. But still, that's like, I feel like that's a good deal. It's the same as it would be for like dance yeah. or soccer or whatever. So and it's awesome. teaching them how to, Thank you. to cook. Have you ever done or would you ever do like a mom and me baking class like oh, with the kids or something? Totally. Yeah. That be awesome. 100%. We're actually, for Mother's Day, we have a bunch of classes coming up starting next week through Mother's Day. And one of them is like... A mommy and me cake decorating class. What? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Clearly, I'm just (laughs) out of the loop here. You're perfect. But good idea. Yeah. I was like, (laughs) well, I'm just thinking. This is the first one, so it would be so fun to go with Edie, like when she's older. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. No, because we actually had a lot of moms ask that. They're like, my kids want to come and. So it's like, let's but do like, a I want to come and learn too, so. Yeah. <laughs> like, mama's coming to your class, baby. <laughs> Don't hate me. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's probably way more fun without the moms. The kids are like, stay home, mom. No. Stay home. <laughs> Elisa's fun. Or <laughs> they're like, come, she's insane. <laughs> really, though, I, because I, when I looked at your website, I just yeah. thought that that was an addition. I didn't realize that that's your passion is really mm-hmm. teaching and yeah. teaching these kids and so that's so cool oh, because oh, a lot of times I think that when you look at children you're like yeah that's gonna be messy like people are like pass but you're like you love it totally so great. well it's so fun to see them like that and that's the thing about like baking and cooking in general it's such a beautiful thing to watch someone learn it because it's this hand-on thing that the end there's this end result that they've created but then they've also gained like a skill set and confidence that they can create something, you know, and you're mm-hmm. kind of anything that kind of empowers people to be creative or to express themselves through some sort of good creative outlet, I think is just so wonderful. And I remember when I started my first year at college and none of my roommates really knew how to cook or bake and just how freeing it was for me to know how to, you know, and in my family, Cooking and baking and feeding is our total expression of love. We're total feeders, you know? Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like such joy. And then to watch little kids learn to bake and, and then eat it. I, that's the thing too with food. You get to like, food and drink are the only things you ever really internalize, you know? Have you thought about that? Like in the arts and stuff, like it's the only thing you actually take in and you experience on every level. So I just think... Interesting. I have never thought you know? that's Yeah. And so I just think food is like this beautiful thing because... Yeah, something you take into you. So you might as well make it good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I love to because I feel like in today, like everything is about like convenience and like being quick. And Mm -hmm. you're right. Like so many people, like it's almost like the art of cooking is it's not getting lost, but it is in to some extent. It's like, right. I'll just get my Easy Mac and put it in the microwave, you know, and <laughs> right. we're good to go. Like, 
And mm-hmm. a lot of kids or a lot of, you know, they don't know how to cook or Mm-mm. bake or do those things. So I love that it's like teaching that. And, right. And you're, and I'm thinking too, like when you were talking about how kids get to create and have that experience and how it's so satisfying, I think of myself like when I, cause I love cooking mm-hmm. and it's like so exciting to like put a meal on the table for someone else. I'm just gave yes. you my everything, you know, <laughs> yes, like on totally. this plate, like I hope it tastes good. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, I just put my heart and soul into that. And like right. little kids get to experience that too. Like they just yes. put their heart and soul into something and then just like give it to someone. And like, yes. I think that's such a great experience. Yeah. No, it, it is. And it's so fun. And that's the thing. And to see even little kids at little ages, you know, even by the end being able like, no, Missy, Lisa, I don't need help cracking my eggs. I know how to crack an egg, you know? Oh, like, it's just cute. that they've done something, you know? And I think, too, that, like, an important thing about teaching our children how to cook or bake is you actually do eat healthier because they're not eating all those, like, preservatives and processed food. And I remember when I started culinary school, our instructor saying, mainly to us girls, she's like, no, just eat freely. Don't worry. A lot of people come worrying they're going to gain a bunch of weight here. Like, it's not going to happen because, I mean, on ours, it was, everything was, like, organic and delicious. But everything was cooked in, like, heavy cream and butter. And it was true. Like, it was just good, wholesome food. And, like, I mean, I maybe gained, like, five pounds with that. But that's, like, nothing for me. So, you know, like, and it made me a believer. And I'm like, wow, if you eat well, and that's what they would always teach us. They're like, if you use good ingredients, your food will be good. So just use good ingredients and season it very lightly. And so that's why I kind of love like, even like the simple foods, like, and a lot of people, you know, they'll be like, oh, do you do these things or these crazy things? I'm like, no, because in my bakery, the most important thing to me is how something tastes, like the taste and the texture and the appearance. I want to speak to like what the dessert is, you know, I try not to do anything like too crazy or. You know, they're like, you make a cake, look like a dog that's eating a rabbit. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me think about that. Yeah. Never right. know. Hard pass. <laughs> that's hilarious. Because yeah. uh, that's not the point, right? Exactly. So you just got to have good, enjoyable food. So even like my wedding cakes, I try to encourage the brides not to have me wrap it in fondant. Because to me, the fondant just takes away from... Like the deliciousness of the cake. Yeah, can we all agree that fondant tastes terrible? Is the right? hands down worst stuff <laughs> ever. Well, I, I don't get it. I, I truly pay don't. So much no. money for these wedding cakes, and no one yes. wants to eat them. No, or they and, leave the fondant. And you're adding on like at least a hundred bucks to the price of your wedding cake by putting fondant on it. So I'm like, leave it off. And that's the thing. If if you have a good trained pastry chef, they can make fondant look just as smooth and beautiful as um, fondant. Did oh, I say fondant? I meant buttercream. Cream. Yeah. And buttercream, like, oh my gosh, yeah. I just like yeah. dip my finger in that one million times. <laughs> exactly. and, and people remember your cakes because I still remember my cousin Megan. Uh-huh. Her cake was a lemon poppy seed cake and oh. it just had like, it was just really good frosting, but it wasn't yes. fondant. And I still remember it. Yes, so. exactly. And that's right? been a couple years. So. Yes, totally. That's the thing. Just use good ingredients and you'll have good food. That's what I tell people. And I do, I have a lot of people who come in the bakery and when they taste my buttercream, they're like, what is in this? And it's because a lot of bakeries, to cut costs, will use half butter, half Crisco. Oh. So it's not a full butter buttercream. Crisco's a no-go. Yeah, exactly. So I tell them, like, it's all butter. Because literally my buttercream is butter, powdered sugar, and then, like, vanilla, Mexican vanilla. So I like to use. And that's it. You know, so, like, yeah. so simple. But so good. 
<laughs> yes. I remember looking up. I was making like some recipe. I don't remember. And it called for Crisco and I didn't have any. And I was mm -hmm. like, what do I do? So I looked up online and it's like, well, if you want your stuff to taste like a bakery's, you just replace the Crisco with butter. Uh -huh. I don't know why I didn't realize like, oh, Crisco is like the cheap butter, right? Right. And right. so I was like, oh. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. <laughs> like, so who knew that... Like Crisco, never yeah. touching that stuff yeah. again. Just put it away. It's not natural. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what's your favorite thing at your bakery that you have? Mm. Or is that too hard? Is that like picking a favorite child? God, I mean, it, yeah. I mean, and I guess like a child, it depends on your mood, right? No, <laughs> I know so my favorite, at least yeah. that what's I've tried. What's your favorite? Okay, two favorites yeah. that I get every time I go to your bakery. Dirty Johnny. Mm -hmm. I think these are your most popular, right? Yes. And the Jaguar bar. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And the, the sad thing is, like, okay, I get, like, three items every time I go. <laughs> and every time I'm, like, I'm just going to eat one. <laughs> and then by, like, three hours later, they're all gone. Like, oh, all three yeah. of them are gone. And I'm, like... Oh, whoops. Oh, I love it. Whoops. That's how it should be. <laughs> um, yeah, like the Dirty Johnnies will probably always be my what favorite. What is the Dirty Johnny? So it's, it is so good. Oh, my Where God. Did you, I brought it, you one today. Are you, are you like sick? You not like Johnny? Is that why no. you call it? No, so, <laughs> I love you. Also, so a lot of my food I name after people, uh -huh. and so a lot of them have names. So Johnny was one of my classmates in Scotland. And he's a good friend of mine and he, um, I'd always, so I'd come home from school and I would bake to unwind and then I'd take treats the next day to my class. And one day he said to me, he's like, Elisa, I just love those American chocolate chip cookies you make and those brownies with the chocolate buttercream. And I was walking home that day and I thought, why can't I combine them? So I went home and I tried it and they were so delicious. And he's a very handsome British man with an accent. And, and what I taste, I'm like, dang, these taste as good as Johnny looks. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm like, we gotta call these Johnny's. Oh and I was gonna, at first I was gonna call him sweet Johnny's, mm -hmm. but he's kind of cheeky and I'm like, well, and I knew it would like rally him up a bit if I called it a dirty Johnny. <laughs> oh, and I it love did. It. He was like, people are gonna think I'm inappropriate. I'm like, oh, you are. You are. You are. Yeah, that's why. That makes it even better. I love, I love it. it. <laughs> So they all have some names. and I mean, then even my cute husband, I for him, his birthday before we were married, I made his favorite is salted caramel. So this is actually probably my favorite cake there. It's a vanilla butter cake, and then I ice it with vanilla buttercream, and then I pour my homemade salted caramel on it. And I oh sprinkle gosh. it with this really light English sea salt. So I call it a salted cheeky J. His name's Jason. Oh. So, and he's cheeky, but in a sweet way. <laughs> <laughs> and so we actually had that for our wedding cake. And, oh, really? Mm -hmm. And we got married in Scotland. And so it's so fun because the night before we made our own little wedding cake together because it's a really small group of us there. And yeah. So it's, like for me, food is memories. You know what I mean? And yes. then you taste it and it takes you right back there. Yes. So... That's why I name a lot of things after people and places and stuff like that. Because those are, those are my memories of my bakery. What a lucky guy. He just gets a whole cake yeah, made after him, named after him. That's right. You tell him, ladies. <laughs> I mean, I bet he loves that, that you're such a good cook. He's probably like, Ooh. Oh, he's like, I love cooking for him because I could make the most ghetto last minute thing and he just acts like it's the greatest thing that he's ever tasted and he's so sweet and kind i'm like i love you let me cook for you again i'll yeah. cook for you anytime yeah. yeah what would you like baby <laughs> the salted 
cake though the salted caramel uh-huh. i think would be one of your yeah that's probably one of my current favorites i'm trying to think i change things up just seasonally and stuff like that i also started doing these pie babies they're really good okay i see those every yeah. week and i'm like it takes everything like not to just come in and buy them because they oh, look so good thank you so i i just do them on saturdays and it's basically like a, a little hand pipe but we deep fry them Oh. And they are yesterday. I like went into the bakery to do something. I was like, "Oh, there's one left. Oh, there's two. And I ate them. <laughs> I was like, "Oh no, too bad." Yeah. And I try to change up the fillings uh-huh. and stuff. So like this week we did. We actually did a salted caramel one, and then we did a s'more one. So in the middle, I put a graham cracker oh and some marshmallows and some ganache. And then when it came out, I, I drizzled more ganache on top. And so yeah, yeah it's hard so to say. Yeah. I like a lot of things. Just depends on my mood, I suppose. <laughs> okay. Depends so, on the season. Not yeah. not fair question then. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to say. Exactly. All of them. Yes. <laughs> Come and you can try and tell me. <laughs> I can't because. Okay, remember when you did like when you first opened, you had like your tasting. Oh yeah. Opening, uh-huh. and I came to that, and I was telling Steph like. I went in and, like, tasted something, and it was like, okay, this is, like, the best thing I've ever tasted. And then I tasted something oh. else. No, this one's definitely better. This one's the best. And then it's, like, another one. I'm like, okay, they're all the best. I can't choose oh. one. Like, they're so good. <laughs> Thank you. We must come in, stuff. Oh, I'm, like, I'm, like, ready to come in now. <laughs> so, like, hearing you, though, talking about how you – Went and got your master's in business so that you mm-hmm. could be prepared to start this business mm-hmm. and everything. I like asking everyone this question because yeah. I think a lot of times for entrepreneurs it's hard to like get started. So oh, what's sure. like what's been the hardest thing about starting this bakery and the most rewarding? Ooh heavens! You know when I started it, I had like no money, mm-hmm. and but from having my background in my MBA and all my entrepreneur classes, they talked about. Most businesses that are most successful usually start, it's usually the smaller budgeted ones because then you're really like careful on how you spend your money. And I, I tell people when they're starting a business, you just have to be willing to work your butt off. I mean, I am tired every day of my life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And when I first started, I couldn't afford to hire anyone. It was just me. And I did, I was open six days a week. And also when I moved in, when I found my little location, like the flooring was like this dark black carpeting the walls were this dark chuck of gray and like I said I had no money so how I figured it out was I'm like I'm going to do everything I can by myself I will call in all my chips with all my friends if they will even come paint one wall that's great and I kind of made a list of like here's things I can do and with the help of my friends and family and then here's things I have to pay for people to do and then I just went about it like that and then even like my equipment restaurant equipment is so expensive like even my front case would normally cost like probably like sixteen thousand dollars. Like mm-hmm. I didn't even have that much money. You're so like what? Yeah, I'm like, oh, never mind. <laughs> How about from this cooler? No. <laughs> <laughs> like a slice of cake. Um, but I'd go hang out at the used restaurant equipment places, and I would wait and kind of see who was selling to them, and then I'd get to know those people. I ended up getting my front case. I think I bought it for like $1,500. Oh, oh my gosh. So like if you're crazy. smart and you're patient and you're willing to work your butt off, you can figure anything out. But like, I think that's the hard thing. I think people aren't willing to work hard enough. And because you do, there's times where you're like, I'm going to die. I'm so exhausted. And I even got pneumonia in that time span. And I remember <laughs> the doctor being like, holy crap, you have pneumonia so bad. 
you need to go home. You have to close your bakery and go to bed. But I couldn't. And so what I did was, is I'd go in the morning, get everything baked and ready. And then I had this friend's um, sister who just moved here and needed a job. And she would come and just run my front of house the rest of the day. So it was great. But so I think just sticking with it and just accepting that probably... I mean, for the first six months at least. Well, honestly, in food, it's forever. You mm-hmm. just, you work nonstop. Like my average days are probably like a 12 hour, 12, 14 mm-hmm. holidays, even more. You don't sit down. You're standing all day. You don't really take lunch breaks. <laughs> all these sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Your lunch break is a baby pie. Exactly. And I think, you know, you know what I did when I started? I just expected the worst. And because then any, any good that came was up. And so I just said to myself, I'm like, okay, assume you are going to fail. Like assume no one's going to come. If people come, they're going to hate your stuff. Just, let's just assume that, which is probably most people don't think that way. (laughs) But I did that because then every decision I made, I was like, am I okay if this fails and I lose this? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so because you got got to kind of have a reality check, especially in baking and food. I think mm-hmm. I've had a ton of people that come to the bakery and talk to me about it. And because baking, it's such a happy thing. And like, mm-hmm. oh, no, I make really good cookies. And it's like, that is so great. But others might not think they're really great. Or there might just not be a market for that, mm-hmm. you know. And so you kind of got to be real with yourself and be like, is this investment worth it if I totally lose it all? Is this an amount I can walk away from? And if you're okay with it and you're willing to put like your soul into making it work, then I say do it. <laughs> and it will work. Like it 100% will work because you're willing to work at it. So that's probably one of the hardest bits. The second hardest bit probably to it is managing people and then also managing customers and all the different personalities. And especially in food, when you start a food business, I cannot tell you the flood of opinions you get from people. And it's just like insane. And people are like, do you make this? You should make this. Do you make this? You need to make this. Oh, you know what would be better on this cake? You should put this on this cake. (laughs) And kind of, it's kind of this balance of like listening to people and being open to people and being humble enough to realize maybe what they're saying could improve your product or whatever. But then there's also this bit about staying true to yourself. And I think that's why, that's probably the most important reason to write a business plan because it helps keep you focused because you're going to have so many things pulling and tugging at you, like customers, workers, money, all these sorts of things, even things on social media. And it'll make you question yourself a lot. But if you kind of have a business plan and like, and you know where you're going, then you can stick to that. And then you can kind of filter the things people say to you and think, okay, this is so great. And this is great advice. Does this fit with my, um, like mission? If it does add it, if it doesn't, don't worry about it. And so, yeah, that's a hard thing is the people part, even though it's kind of ironic. Cause that's the thing I love most about my bakery. Mm-hmm. I mean, the beautiful thing about, cause I left after high school, I came home for like spurts here and there, but the people that I have not seen since like elementary school or things like that, that come into the bakery, it is such a treat. <laughs> like I love it. And I love people. So it's funny because while people can be the hardest thing, it's also the thing that like feeds me the most and seeing people enjoy what I make. Yeah. Did that answer your question? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, work your butt off and nearly die. I keep going. <laughs> well, I love though how you said like, because I think people, you look at like, you sit down and you look at starting a business and you see mm-hmm. like all the expenses and things mm-hmm. become so 
become so overwhelming. Like, oh, yeah. oh my gosh, there's no way I can do this. I don't have the money for this. Like this right. is, but the fact that you're so creative, it's like, okay, well, I'll just buy this used or I'll yes. buy this double used or whatever. Being creative. And it's uh-huh. like, you're willing to do whatever you have right. to do to make it work. Right. And, and that's the thing. Like I just like realized. So for example, next time you're in my bakery, I'll show you. Like, so even the thing my cash register, my till sits on, I got it a secondhand place for like, I think 10, 15 bucks. What? It originally was like an old diaper changing table. Oh my gosh, and I took awesome. it, I took off like the like rim bits and then my cabinets, I went um, to this cabinet maker guy and I was like, do you have any like dented throwaways, leftovers of cabinets or like stone or anything that I can buy from you? And he's like, actually, yeah, I totally do. And I was going to take it all the dump. So if you'll come get it, you can just have it. And he said, the only thing you'll have to buy from me is the door fronts. And so for all the um, cabinets and stuff in my bakery and even the stone and everything, I spent $400. Oh my gosh. So like. Okay, this is like, <laughs> here, you just need to ask. It's like when you ask people, think great things happen. Totally. And that's the thing. You just have to be willing to be like, please, I'll do anything, you know. And that's what I mean where there's a will, there's a way. But there's a lot of people who think too, they'll look at things like, no, I have to have the nicest stuff to make this work. And even in my bakery on my back wall, people compliment all the time. I have a bee stencil. And originally, before I opened, I did this birthday party for this guy who restored this really cool mansion on Walker Lady. It's the original Walker mansion. Oh, cool. And he has this wallpaper that is just gorgeous as these gorgeous bees and hives. Like, I mean, it's stunning. It's this French wallpaper. He gave me the, like where I could buy it to do this one tiny wall. It's like $500. <laughs> I'm like, Ooh, can't afford that. So that's the thing. I always think, okay, I can't have this. I can find something that's just as great that I can, if I put the work in, I can do. So I found this French bee stencil online for $65 and I went to Walmart and I bought a stencil paint and little, you know, stencil sponges and did it myself. So for $65, I had what, you know, would have taken probably a thousand dollars to do. Well, and doesn't that <laughs> yeah. feel more rewarding when people compliment and you're like, yeah, yeah I did that. I did totally. And I'm not naturally like a crafty person. Like I bake, but I'm not like a painter or arts and crafts kind of gal. So it, like, that's the fun. That's really been one of the most fun things about my bakery is it's pushed me because I financially have to, to like try new things. You know what I mean? Where I'm like, no, I can figure that out. Like I can do it. And so, yeah, I think if you can stop relying so much on money as much as possible and just like believe in yourself that like, you know what? I can look at pictures. I can look on Pinterest. I can find these things. I can do it myself. And if, and this is what I've always told myself my whole life, even in school and everything. If I don't know something, I'm sure I can find someone who does. And I can do something to get them to help me figure it out and to teach me and show me. You know what I mean? Like, so like bake them some cookies. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'll, I'll get you a cake. You show me how to build this. Yeah. <laughs> I will make you the best cake of your life. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that's kind of how I went about it. I really love that because I think a lot of people do that. Like you just want everything to be perfect. You're like opening the store and everything has to be the best and... Like everything has to be 
the nicest and do you know what I'm saying? Right. And all totally. this stuff. And like in your bakery, I would have never ever known. Like it looks <laughs> so great in there. Oh, and like you. it's so charming. I love it. Like oh, so I'm like you. who would have known? <laughs> who would have known? I wouldn't. Exactly. And that's the thing. You can like never let a problem overwhelm you or consume you. Just think, no, okay, how do I figure this out? What are we gonna do? It's not like, oh no, it's ruined, it's over. It's just I'll figure it out. Because I've already set the bar, the, the worst is no one's coming, and people are coming. <laughs> so, so we're good. Yeah. We're, we're doing great here. We're success. And I already feel like I'm going to be a loyal customer. <laughs> Thank <laughs> <So>. you. <laughs> Just everything I've been hearing about it, I'm like, I'm so oh, excited to go. So. You come see me. <laughs> I love that you're in holiday, too. Like... When I heard you were coming back and starting a bakery in holiday, I was just like, of course, like how, like, this is just like perfect. Like, how could this be any more perfect? Like, and I, and again, like you are the kind of person, like people come into your bakery and they meet you and they walk out not only with like the best desserts of their life, but also like feeling so special and so loved because I feel like that is the kind of person you are. You're just like the nicest human alive. (laughs) You're so nice to me. (laughs) Well, I hope so. I hope. And you know, that's part of when I was thinking of opening the bakery there. I'm like, I can't have this thing. That's like all my love and all my favorite things and not have my community and my family be able to like partake and share Mm -hmm. it, you know? And so yeah, I, and that's it makes me so happy to hear that you feel that way because that's really, to me, that's what success is, is just like having a place where people come and they feel loved and good. Because there's so many things, I think, that leave you not feeling loved and good in this yeah. world, you know, that you come across that if I can provide just a little moment of like goodness in your day, like that's success for me. That's that's a good thing. Okay, so I have one last question. So yeah. you talked about your your three passions. Yes. So baking, people, yes. music. Does your place yes. have music? I mean, I have music playing. <laughs> but that's another thing I've thought about doing because I have so many musical friends. And so I want to start doing like like open mic or music afternoons or oh, fun. you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like nights or things like that. Because I just feel like I grew up in a mom side of the family. They're all from the South. So they're all big bluegrass players and mm-hmm. stuff. And so I grew up every family reunion or gathering, it was all music. And just music is such, it's another like outlet that just like tells a story and mm-hmm. like touches another part of your soul. So I'm happy you brought that to my attention because I need to focus on that. <laughs> Bring that to the baking I time. I feel like we're, because like food is the thing for me, music you know it's your thing totally yeah yes like, mandy's a great singer maybe i just need to amazing. start a band and come yes. play at your <laughs> you could be the baking high band <laughs> yes. i would love the it baking oh, high band. the bb's yes, i don't yes. know <laughs> the baking high babes mm-hmm. <laughs> all girl band that's right i would love it <laughs> that would be i have a drum set I can bring it down. <laughs> you know what? I'll find someone who plays the drums and right. learn how to play. If you play the drums, contact yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to be a part of this <laughs> band. I support it. <laughs> oh, did you want to add? So you oh. told about this great deal you have for yes. Utah Fan Club listeners. Yes. So any of you Utah Fan Club listeners, if you come into the bakery and mention the Utah Fan Club, you will get a free shortbread cookie. And my shortbread cookies, it's my version of a sugar cookie, but it's an all butter soft baked shortbread. And I just put a light almond glaze on it. So it's really dense and buttery and almondy and they're amazing. So if you come and mention this, 
you'll get a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> well, it. thank you for doing that because, yes! guys, we need to all go to the, <laughs> the baking hive. Oh, that. wait. Okay, I yeah. wanted to say, too. Yes. Okay, one thing that I love is your Santa and cookies. Oh, like, yes. Like, it is the cutest oh, yeah. thing you for at Christmas time. Oh, thank I'm you. I'm like, we came with our kids, and it was so fun. And Santa just wrote a little story, and I loved it because it wasn't like I'm just standing in a line wanting to, like, gouge my eyes out, waiting <laughs> to take a picture with Santa, and my kids are, like, so done. It was just, like, fun, you know? Like, everyone just sat there, being, like, read a little story, and everyone's friends, and they're eating their little milk and cookies, and it's so cute. Aww. I love doing those kind of things at the bakery because those, like, warm, fun childhood memories you have, you yes. know what I mean? I'm like, I just want to be a place where that's just constantly happening and yeah so i i love the milk and cookies with santa too to see the little kids faces when santa comes out my one nephew was there <laughs> well he's there every year but he was probably about five and it was so funny because santa comes out and he's like santa santa it's me it's me chief <laughs> <laughs> and that will forever be one of my most favorite oh my memories gosh. but I that these it. kids and you know every year that they see this same cute santa and he reads stories you know to him and they come sit on his lap it's just so fun i think they look forward to it each year so okay i can so. just see that yours like the baking hive is going to be the bakery that little kids are like saving up their money and they're like, let's go to the baking hive after school and get a cookie. Like, you know, like get oh, their, come you. over and get like their favorite treat. Cause I remember at Olympus mm -hmm. Junior, they had that French bakery. What is oh, it called? Leslie's, Leslie's. or something? Yeah. Totally. And I remember sometimes like trying to go to Leslie's, like get a little cookie or something after school. Yes. It's totally the baking oh, hive. I got to get into these schools and advertise. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what's the address of your bakery? So it's oh. in Holiday. Yeah, it's in a holiday kind of East Mill Creek area. So um, the exact address is 3362 South, 2300 East. But we sit kind of off of 2030 East. So if you look for a restaurant called Provisions, it used to be Lugano's. And if you pull in their parking lot, you'll see a straight ahead in a little cottage. Oh, fine. So yeah, we're right there. <laughs> Great. Well, anything, I feel like we covered everything, guys. Well, thank you. So, Thanks for having me, ladies. No, oh, this has been <laughs> so much fun. I know. I feel like I'm hanging out with girlfriends. <laughs> I know. I just love this. I just, like, want to hear more and more and, like, tell me everything. Oh, I know. Well, and, like, what Mandy said. Every single detail. <laughs> Mandy was like, yeah, she just makes everyone, like, her best friends. I feel like that oh, already. I'm like, thank you. Yeah, we're good friends. So. Always. Always. <laughs> so, yeah, if you follow on Instagram, it's the Baking Hive. Uh-huh. Baking then, Hive, yep. And then uh, that's your website as well. Yeah, uh, thebakinghive.com or bakinghive.com. Thanks for listening, Utah. We want to give a special thanks to our sponsor, Wazi Tech, Utah's premier IT support company. They will help you with any of your IT needs. Go to www.wazitech.com. That's W-A-Z-I-T-E-C-H.com. If you love the beehive state, we're here to tell you why it is great. From Lake Powell up to Bear Lake, our scenery you just can't fake. Our number of counties is 29. 
with plenty of places you can dine. This western state is quite the hub to learn more. Join with us at the Utah Fan Club. Mm -hmm.